This episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast is brought to you by Too Soon and Beginnings by, by Julian Dion. Yeah, that's right. My two comedy albums, Too Soon and Beginnings, now available for digital download at jdcomedy.ca. jdcomedy.ca. It's Monday, September 11th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. I just realized right now it's 9 11. And my guest today, Wakefield Sessions, continues with uh, singer-songwriter <laughs> Lindsay, F- Lindsay Ferguson is my guest today, and uh, she plays a couple tracks in uh, a studio, and it's a good one. That rattled me. Why did I come to that realization as I turned the mic on? Lest we forget. Uh, and it all starts now. <laughs> A brand new episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. That was a weird intro. I apologize. Uh, that was weird. I don't. It is 9 11. Lest we forget, I don't want to minimize any of the uh, events. Anyway, I'm going to move on because I'm only digging a hole deeper. Welcome to the show. Wakefield Sessions continues. We've got a good one today. Lindsay Ferguson, singer-songwriter. Lindsay Ferguson is my guest today. She plays a couple tracks in studio. And, uh, oh, man. It's a good one. Ah, fuck. I'm so repetitive. It's a good one. It's a good one every time. But I mean it. It's just they're all good. Ah, how you doing? You good? Good. I'm glad. Email pod at jdcomedyhour.com, facebook.com slash jdcomedyhour, and follow on Insta and Twitter at jdcomedyhour. Let's get that out of the way. Boom, boom. It's done. Thanks for all the great feedback. It's coming in. It's rolling in. I am. I'm so full. I'm beyond full right now. Have you ever been so full that you needed some alone time? You need to you need to detach from everything. You're going to barf. I'm that full right now. I need a C-section, I feel, just to let it all out. Just to come pouring out. Be- between the C-section and Georgie suckling on my man nipples, I, f- I get birth now. I'm on par with... With women, I get it. I support local, or not local, well, I guess local free-range organic breastfeeding, but in public... Because I've, I've, if you don't know, when we first got Georgie, we got him so young, he was uh, gelatinous still. Had to like, lick him clean. 
I woke up in the middle of the night to a sharp sucklage pain, and he was uh, latched on to one of my teats, one of my man-nips. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but in case we have some first-time listeners, you take that to you. To, 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 to what? What am I saying? I don't know. Take that image home and smoke it. And so um, nothing came out, by the way, just pus. Okay, this episode, first of all, started off disrespectful and now disgusting. Where am I going with this? I don't know. I'm just full and I need a C-section and I'm breastfeeding, so I get it. Oh, gosh. There we go. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Lindsay Ferguson is my guest today. Fergusonen? Fergusonen. She plays and she's so talented. Oh, uh, I'm not going to keep you here much longer. I'm just going to get into it real quick. My uncle, my uncle visited me today. I have a, I have a large family on my father's side. There are ten kids, so the span of age, like he's my uncle, but he's like in his early eighties. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know looking at him. He's a, in really good shape, healthy, and and stuff. But man, roller coaster of emotions hanging out with an older family member. First of all, they they talk a lot about other people of their age group or even younger that have died of certain certain things. And I, as a hypochondriac, that is a nightmare. Because everything that he talked about, I felt like I had. He'd mentioned someone that died of cancer. I'm like, shit, fuck, I've got that. Macular degeneration, degeneration, I've got that, shit. Everything he was talking about. I'm like, oh man, I've got that. Alzheimer's, oh, I forget things. And so I, I constantly felt like I was in my late 70s. I, I, like, and things were ailing my body. All day. And then, but my uncle is this kind of guy. My uncle Danny, by the way. He's my dad's brother. And he's also this deep philosophical guy. And he, he, we were talking about death, which has been happening a lot lately. I don't know why, but I've been talking about death with a lot of people. And uh, it's a fascinating topic. And uh, it just happens. There's a lot happening. And, and uh, sometimes you just, you know, there's so many questions that remain unanswered in the world and, and in our lives. And that's death always is one of those things that you just kind of talk about. And I mean, do you? Do you? Am I the only one on this? Anyway, but he, his analogy was this. Uh, it was, uh, he said, you just become kind of part of of the universe when you die. You don't, there's not nothing. Is You know, your soul, there's substance, there's an energy. So you just become part of the universe. And the analogy he used, which I really liked, was if you take a drop of water, and you drop it in the ocean. It's no longer a drop of water. It becomes the ocean, which touches and interconnects with the rest of the planet and the other oceans and all of the land masses and everything. So that 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 droplet is no longer, but it's now part of this bigger thing. And uh, that made me feel better somehow. So again, it was a roller coaster of emotions. Like shit, I'm gonna die if this thing. And then oh no, well dying's not so bad. It's bad. I know. I'm scared. Are you scared? <laughs> Are you scared? All right. I don't want to. I'm look. I'm I'm full. I'm uncomfortable. This has been a weird monologue. It's disjointed, disrespectful, and disgusting. And uh, so I'm just gonna get into it because you know what? My guess she doesn't deserve this. She deserves nothing but the best. She is the best. She's oh my god. Talk about talent. It just oozes from this. Woman, she's a creative powerhouse. She's a singer-songwriter. She's a fucking poet. She's uh, 
so good. So good. She played two songs in studio and shook me. I was sh- shook, shaken to the core. It was so good. And uh, in fact, I'm going to drop one of her songs right now and then we'll get right to it. So enjoy my... Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy now my chat. This is Wakefield Sessions continuing. Enjoy my chat now with the one, the only, Lindsay Ferguson. You and me belong Just like the flowers Laughing all day long People I need to lose Sing a little song Then take a shower Julian Dion Comedy And yes, once again this episode is brought to you by Too Soon and Beginnings My two personal comedy albums Yeah, that's right. My two live comedy albums that I've worked very hard to put out there are available now for digital download at jdcomedy.ca. Yeah, I know you're curious. You hear me on here talking and interviewing, and you must wonder what, you know, what it's like. I do comedy for a living. Maybe you've been to a show. You want to capture that again. You want want a little souvenir. Well, go to jdcomedy.ca and download Too Soon and Beginnings. jdcomedy.ca. What's that? What's that? You want a little taste? Sure, I'll get... Oh, I'll wet your beak. Here's too soon. My da- my dad actually killed a rooster once by its legs uh, against a um, barn wall. That happened. <laughs> that was a real thing. I ran over a raccoon and I cried myself to sleep for a week. <laughs> a week. <laughs> Here's beginnings. This is weird. I just looked at Reject and he went like this. <laughs> Which usually means fucking, right? <laughs> usually it's like... Oh, CPR, I got it, okay. You're not gonna come up here and have your way with me in front of my... <laughs> my passed out, you're like, yeah, all right, here we go. Right. What am I even talking about in those clips? Well, only one way to find out. Download Too Soon and Beginnings at jdcomedy.ca. That's jdcomedy.ca. Do it today.
Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That was incredible. That, of course, that you just heard there. I think it's going to play the next one, so I'm going to stop it. Uh, that is my guest that you uh, just uh, heard there. That was uh, moving. We'll get into We're going to dissect that song. And uh, that is from her uh, latest album, Chameleon. Chameleon? Chameleon. <laughs> Shim Shimie Chameleon. <laughs> Chameleon. 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 <laughs> uh, the name of the song is Neve, you said? Yeah. Neve? Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's a name. Um, it's a Gaelic-Irish name. Okay. So they, sp- they spell things funny in Gaelic. Right, because it's N I M P M N I A M H. People are like, so what's that? N Niama, Niamba. Well, when he's, I was selecting a track to play, and he said, "Play Neve," and I was looking. I'm like, I don't see that on here. My guest today, we go way back. I'm super excited to to interview her, have a chat, sit down catch up because uh again we go back i f- think you're freakishly talented i was i always <laughs> thought so and uh lindsey ferguson is here ah, hello. sitting across from me lemon press studios and thank you for saying that by the way thank you yeah it's my pleasure you said that was a more dark uh darker that was a dark a more dark <laughs> dark i said do we want to do we want a dark one and you were like yeah let's do it what's the inspiration one. inspiration behind it suicide is it yeah wow <laughs> is it from personal experience? or um, uh, wh- Well, you... my girlfriend did that, and her name was Neve. Okay. Yeah. So did that, meaning... Did that. And did She it? went to the next place right. on her own accord. She wanted to do that. So. Yes. Was that how recent ago? Uh, I think eight years ago now. Okay, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still, obviously, that's not. I long. mean, it's just you know, it's it's not. You just don't. You don't forget stuff. Um, like you, you, you move past through things, but of course, you know, you still have your memories and stuff. Yeah. So. Especially something, um, something like that when somebody takes their life. It so many questions pop up, and uh, I remember being at a young age. Actually, there's a documentary coming out. When I was in the tenth grade, there was this high school next to our high school, and there was like something like nine suicides that happened that year and it shook everybody to the core. It was kind yeah. of like or weird. None of us are safe. Like you mean our emotions can take us to that? That's right. At, when we're teenagers, like, or whatever, like you're just like, whoa. When you think somebody that young, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fucked up. Was she, how old was she? Uh, I guess she was, uh, so probably about 33, 34, maybe. Yeah, that makes Not it even sure. kind of, because when someone so young does it, you think, mm-hmm. well, they were kind of naive. They didn't know better. Mm-hmm. They didn't really think it through. But when someone like older yeah. does it, you're like, yeah. oh, shit. They, they okay. put they some thought behind it. Out. Yeah, yeah, they figured yeah. They it out. They wanted to go. She really wanted to. and um, I, I wasn't like, it was a shock to me, but only because of the emotion that come with uh, the knowledge. But um, it wasn't a shock at the end of it. I was like, okay, she, I could have, I could, I, I wouldn't put that right. past her. Yeah, and it's been happening lately on um, on a, like a pop scale, I guess. Weird, like, weird, like, but true because like they've Chris got a Cornell and, and um, oh yeah, Jessica but also Bennington there's a TV show, right? There's a TV show, or there was a series or something. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was all about this girl who wrote notes and she she'd videotaped her and like explaining to everybody why and stuff like that. Yeah. And so that was getting a lot of coverage, saying like, oh, should we have this? Should people be watching this? Is this going right. to give people ideas? 
Yeah, it's weird because you wouldn't think that I would give somebody the idea to do it because it's a pretty drastic thing, but that does happen. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like some people say like, oh, I'd love to see who comes to my funeral. I wish I could just yeah. pretend just so I can see, you know? Yeah. And so when you're like 15, 16, that seems like something that could possibly be important in a to- weird kind 100%. of way. 100%. No, I, so I don't. they're for putting sure. a TV show out like that and like she's That's like, true. I don't know, it's weird. But it's life almost, is weird. Life is weird. And when you're gone, you're gone for a long, long time. And that's kind of... Uh, and I I remember being so fascinated and obsessed with with the idea and of suicide. Because again, that, that year where like nine students mm-hmm. took their lives mm-hmm. and in dramatic, dramatic ways. Mm-hmm. It was fucking crazy. Like, you know, at one morning people came to the school and one a 14 year old is hanging from the uh, basketball hoop in the schoolyard yeah it was a it was crazy in the school yard yes wow. <gasps> and this other kid did it with a with an extension cord and then the next weekend a kid at our school did it with an extension cord See? as like a packed thing oh, yeah. and it was so fucked up i remember my friends and i went to the, the tree where this guy took his uh, and then we would think of his parents. And it's so yeah, dark. Yeah, it's it is. so... It is. It it's is. the darkest thing, well, probably. death, period. Right. Like, I mean, it's, you know, you don't understand it. Like, uh, you know, sometimes I remember, like, after different people in my life who I love died, um, I, I could feel their energy still. And mm-hmm. I was so, like, I was just like, wow, that feels cool. Like, it's really just memories and um, thoughts that you're having and stuff. But sometimes you can feel things. Um, but... Uh, it's just the mystery of it all. And everybody has a different idea of what happens. And um, What's your idea of it? What, like you said, it's ideas or, yeah, or thoughts I mean, and I memories. Guess, I guess my idea is just that like everything, once it's, once it's time, like all of my ever, any question that I've ever had in my life will be answered. Right. Um, I'll be able to see everything clearly and um, just probably float away in some kind of energy stream of some kind. And uh, perhaps maybe I get a choice to, to go on to another life if I want in a different world or in a different realm or whatever. But I just think it's huge. And I do believe that there are other realms because, I mean, I've felt stuff before. I've had things happen. And um, not just when I was, uh, you know, inebriated or anything either you know <laughs> not just on the mushrooms yeah yeah, yeah whatever we won't mention things like that <laughs> yeah I, I like to ask people that because uh it's not like i do every time but because like you said everybody's got a different idea of what it is and i i'm so confused about the whole thing i want we don't need to know really do we that's true right? but it is the quest it's of interesting humanity. Pe- yeah. people like, just want to know so badly who cares about right here right now exactly. what's gonna happen when i'm dead i mean what is no we don't know why that makes sense but there's definitely a mystery about that and and we're curious about that um but uh sometimes like i'll be walking through the forest and i'll be talking to the trees and uh and um (laughs) i'll be like hmm all the all of a sudden like something profound will just sink in my brain like i'll just have this 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 locked in moment where i've got this and i'm like i don't okay it's gone now that's good i'm glad it was a fast yeah. profound moment because i'm not ready to go yet like yeah, right, i right. don't want to know all the answers yet you know? that's true too yeah there is something <laughs> to be said about not knowing yeah, and kind of wondering because yeah. if if i believe that when i'm gone i get to know all the answers and i start figuring stuff out on, on planet earth then i'm getting closer and i don't want to die anytime soon right so. yeah that's true too yeah when they make it seem like it's better on the other side i mean what's the point of living at all you just yeah they're like oh he's in a better place now he's in a better place now he's in a better place now (laughs) what about this like really what about yeah 
Well, I grew up super Catholic, and that's that. That's the whole premise of of that is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you go to a better place yeah. where it's everyone you've ever loved is there, and it's a big party yeah. forever and ever 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 and ever. And it's like, well, if you really truly believe that, just end it. But then they go, well, no, if you do, you can't get there. If you, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the clause. They're the best place, but only if you don't go there on your own. That's right. You have to earn it. Grandpa won't be standing there holding your hand when you come back, when you that's come right. into his realm if you do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You'll just be in a weird, foggy limbo, yeah. hanging out with other weirdos. Which I totally don't believe. I just figure when it's done, we all kind of go up into the spirit stream, whatever that is, yeah. wherever that goes. And yeah, whatever it is. Come on. Like, I mean, because you can't hold our sins against us. Whoever you are, like, well, you know, you did kick a cat once, so I yeah. don't think you're allowed to come up here. You know, yeah, that wasn't right. a very good idea, and you know it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I, do you know Bill Burr? Oh yeah, he's come. Awesome. He, he does this. I don't know if you ever saw. I think it's on his special. I don't know the name of it, but it's all shot in black and white. And he talks about religion. And I haven't go, seen that, but I'm it's sure so it'd be great. fucking good because he talks about. He grew up super Catholic, and he's like, at some point, he had to release it like a curler, like a curler, just slowly, oh, yeah. just like releasing yeah. it. Yeah. And then he says, uh, you know, the whole idea of. Uh, going to heaven and not and whatever is like um, crazy to him because he's like, God created me. He's like, you made me and then you gave me whores. You made me bad at math and gave me free will. He's like, you didn't think this was going to go off the rails at some point? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, he does this whole thing where he's like, and if I made a car and that car was like broken, I wouldn't be like, fuck you, you piece of shit. You're going to burn forever. He's like, I would fix it and like, you know, nurture <laughs> yeah, it. And right. like eventually right. it wouldn't be like this whole. And the fact that he was, he, he elaborates on the fact that some people may go to heaven and some people don't. He's mm-hmm. like, wouldn't that ruin heaven for you? If you're up there and you're like, geez, where, uh, where are they? my been, best buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's been 150 years. Where yeah, are is they? Is he and coming? Then, yeah. <laughs> and then Jesus comes over. He does the whole act out. He's like, hey, how are you well, liking yeah, this no. place? He's <laughs> like, well, it's fine, but I, th- I can't help think of my buddies yeah. that are not here. Yeah. Like they should be here. Anyway, um, where are you living right now? Um, I'm living in a small town south of Bern, Switzerland. Okay, and because yeah. you've been there for how many years now? Four, five. Well, years? we've kind of we we met here in Wakefield, and um, we came back and forth between here and there. We were doing like four to six months here, four to six months there, but always back and forth. Yeah. Up until about two years ago, and uh, I've just been, you know, not well. We haven't been well. Yeah, two summers ago, we were here for our last big jaunt. We were here for five months, and then, um, yeah, so. We're ready to go back out and be gypsies again. I'm pretty sure next summer is going to be another few months of uh, traveling and touring and stuff like that. Not sure if it's going to be Canada or what, but we yeah. do kind of have a plan to to drive to uh, to Scotland actually. No way. Yeah. Well, um, so I don't know nothing about geography over there. So how? What, well, it would be a long it? way. It'd be yeah. a long way. It'd take a long time. Uh, probably a little about the same length as you know from here to the other side of Lake Superior. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. Uh, but yeah, we're, um, how yeah, do you like it over there? there? Um, I love it over there. I had, uh, some issues because, um, when you live in Wakefield for a long time, it gets in your blood and mm-hmm. you, and, and I could never release it like a curler, yeah. <laughs> slow and steady. <laughs> the string would always be attached. Um, and so that was hard for me because, and pretty much why we came back here every few months because, right. you know, I love it here and so does he, so does he. Uh, so r- more recently I've just been, um, 
Yeah, just getting uh, getting the language a little bit better. And uh, what is the language over there? Uh, it's Swiss German. Mm-hmm. So um, they have their own dialects in different areas. So the the pronunciation of words vary from like hour to hour. <laughs> if you like, you drive yeah. an hour away and they say it differently. Um, it's uh, based on German, but German people, German-speaking people can't understand Swiss-German-speaking people. Right. But they learn German in school, and it's written in the books, so they understand German. Um, and uh, so a lot, you know, the people are in, you know, one, one side says, learn high German, which is regular German to us. And other people are like, no, you live in Switzerland, learn Swiss German, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I don't know. I'm, I'm in between. I kind of do a bit of this and a bit of that. But is it I a hard language a to learn? To go. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, especially the the it's the dialect that they. I always want to say dialect because that's how they say it over there. <laughs> uh, the dialect that they learn, uh, that they speak over there, is uh, quite a bit different. And when I'm on stage, um, and I'm using some of my rusty Swiss German, everybody knows where I come from, where is I live right? in Switzerland. They're like, is "Oh, right? you're from there. You're from there. I can tell. You're from Bern. Bern. Words Bern. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, and I'm like. Oh, cool. I'm glad. <laughs> What's your lifestyle like over there? Because I see a lot of pictures and it doesn't seem that different than here. Like as far as a lot of nature, a lot of space. Yeah, and good lot food, of, gardening yeah. and stuff. Um, no, it's like people always say like it's the best of both worlds between Canada and Switzerland. Like they're just, they're so similar in uh, in many ways. Um, and there's like, there's a big connection to the to the earth and to mother earth, mm-hmm. um, to the nature of things. And, uh, people, people there really do, uh, get out into nature a lot. And, um, so that's good. It's inspiring for me because I was never really into that. I was kind of like, I'll go swim in my chemical filled pool and go to school and then hang out at the mall on the weekends, you know, growing up, Is that right? you know, we'd go skiing, uh, you know, a few times a year, like we'd go to Tremblant or something like that. But and my dad would take me out sn- snowmobiling and stuff like that, but we weren't really. I wasn't playing, uh, I don't know, forest games or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. We were playing Children of the Corn, though. We had a <laughs> cornfield in the backyard, and uh, we'd be like, uh, you know, scaring the crap out of ourselves in the for- in the cornfield. Yeah, but, and because uh, you grew up around Belleville. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How did you get into music? Was that sort of always a passion? Is are you could you come from a musical family? Were there always instruments lying around? Or? Nope, absolutely not. Um, strangely, uh, my mom used to play music all the time. She'd have it in the car up loud and singing along to like the golden oldies and stuff. And um, and we had lots of records spinning on the weekends and stuff like that. But we didn't have any instruments in the house. Uh, so I was just, uh, t- I guess, gifted with a voice because I could always sing on tune. Mm-hmm. And so um, growing up, I wasn't very good at school. And I wasn't very good at sports, but I could sing. And so it gave me like a great big, it gave me my confidence to go forward. It really did. Like when you don't have anything and you're not good at anything, it sucks being a kid. You're picked last. Well, I was picked like third last. So there was a couple of people that were picked after me, but, (laughs) um, but, uh, you know, so. But how did you discover that? Were you in a choir or something in school? Well, you know, in grade five, we used to sing, we used to go to old folks' homes, Mm -hmm. grade five class. Our teacher would play piano and she would teach us like Christmas songs and stuff. And we'd go to old folks' homes at Christmas and sing. And um, occasionally she would be like, hey, well, there's just like a couple lines here. Who wants the solo? And I'd be like, me, I do, I do. Mm -hmm. And there was one other kid in the class that wanted it all the time too. And so she'd enter between us. 
Um, and so I'd sing a solo and then I'd go around and like shake these old people's hands and they'd be like, oh dear, you have such a good voice and everything. And I was like, oh, cool. That's nice. And then, um, I just enjoyed it. I liked doing it. I, I would listen to, we had this radio show that was playing on local radio where I lived and I'd like listen to it because they play all my favorite 80s songs and I'd tape it. Right. I'd tape yeah, when you it had to off tape. the radio. And you'd get the, vo- the, the talk over for a couple minutes. Like, I uh, could. I could talk over it. Yeah. I'd be like, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> and I'd be singing like with the song like, and I'd be pressing the record button and singing along to like Paul McCartney and, J- and, and Michael Jackson and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good at this, <laughs> you know? Where's the, where's the uh, the other girl that you split solo duties with? Where's she now? Is she in music? He's a he. Oh, he's and, a he. Yeah, and uh, I don't actually, I don't think he is. I don't know. We're not even Facebook friends, so mm. I don't know. I'm Facebook friends with his sister, but uh, I'll have to look into that. That'd be interesting to know. I never thought about yeah, looking yeah. it up, you know? All right, yeah. so then you realize you're a good singer because you're also a super talented musician as well, like guitar. And well, now I, can, now I can play guitar a little. Uh, no guitar player would ever say I was good. Right, which is which is fine with me because they they can't sing. So there, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but so you yeah, quote, no. you'd say you're a uh, singer first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, songwriter second, and then a guitar player third. <laughs> right. Yeah. How, how did yeah. you? When did you pick up your first guitar? Like, how did you? Did, was it an instrument to help you write rather than actually like playing it, or was it just something to have? It was an instrument to help break me from. Um, a situation I was in. I was in a band, and mm-hmm. I was a lead singer. And um, my my guitar player, he was like excellent musician as well. And he wanted to go and just do like full band shows all the time. And I was really interested in going to like open stages and just you know maybe sharing a couple of songs. But I didn't know how to play guitar at the time. So uh, he was always like, I don't want to go. And I'd, I'd be like, well, I got to fix this. The only way I can fix it is if I buy a guitar and learn how, how to play it. So that was in St. John's, Newfoundland, actually. So I got my start there. But uh, I was probably about 24. Were you living there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I lived for there what? for a couple years. No way. Yeah. Do you, a school? It was after, after I finished university and uh, kind of didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And my friend who played guitar was like, well, I'm going home. Um, I want to go back there and see what life is about because I haven't. My par- his parents, who were Newfoundlanders, had just moved back, and so he was like, "I'm just going to go live with them and see." And I was like, "Well, can I come? Because I don't have any plans, and I just finished university, and I'm not going to go into criminology and be a and work with young offenders because I haven't even figured out what life is yet, you know." And that's what you studied. Totally, the, totally didn't yeah. have any music. Like I had really no songs or anything. And yeah, I think I had one song, and. Um, and so, yeah, we drove across Canada from Ottawa to Newfoundland in a 1981 Firebird. Whoa, <laughs> I remember because my that. knees were like literally up against the dashboard and the whole way. And because that was because the car was packed so tight with his instruments and everything in, in our life, basically, for a year. And this was a purely platonic friend. But we found a place to, to live and I found a job within like the first two weeks of living there. So. Yeah, it was it was really breaking out on my own for the first time because when you're at university, chances are if if you're lucky enough, you have parents that help you. Like you know, my parents pay my rent, and, and unless I, if I was in school, my rent was paid. Right. Right. And uh, yeah. What do they do? Your parents uh, simultaneously. Dad, um, dad was a news and weather broadcaster for radio. Cool. So he was always researching the news, finding the news across the world, locally, oh, yeah, whatever, cool. and then he would write it up and then mm-hmm. say it. 
And he did that from a really early age. And uh, my mom worked, um, she worked for Nortel, so in human resources. Um, so just, they both had really good jobs and, uh, yeah. And where'd you go to school? I went to Ottawa U. Went to Ottawa U, so you graduate, then you take this cross-country trip, trip to Newfoundland yeah. and... Um, and realized that I had to do this. Like, Newfoundland gave me my first, like, you know, musical kiss. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. That's a good way to put it. I yeah. mean, that Newfoundland yeah. will kiss yeah. you in many ways. Oh, yeah. 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 Might be a cod kissing <laughs> yeah. you when you get sworn in or, yeah. or uh, yeah. screeched, screeched in. in yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it, th- at that point, you pick up a guitar a little more seriously. Do you take lessons or no? And I sucked, and I and I really didn't play it very often. Like mm-hmm. I didn't play it for hardcore. I think I learned like five chords, and I could carry myself through about three songs for about I would say three years. Even you know it was a long process before I could like play ten songs and yeah. then and you know singing along while playing guitar like I still have trouble sometimes like I'll find this really great rhythm that I love and then as soon as I start to sing I, I forget what I'm doing with my hands like so it's really it's just practice yeah period. yeah and were you gigging at all in Newfoundland um a little bit like I played yeah I mean not really like with this band that lasted about a year that we mm-hmm. had while we were there um we I lived there for two years so the first year, um, we played, we played probably a handful of gigs maybe, but I don't think they got, that we got paid or anything. I mean, it was really beginners, beginners, beginners. Yeah. 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 When did you start writing? Did you, were you like playing covers and you thought, well, if I'm going to make this a thing, I'm going to have to create some original content. What was mm-hmm. the inspiration there? Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Well, the first song I ever wrote, I was working in Ottawa at this, <laughs> place called opinion search and we did this we did uh uh, surveys across canada so you'd first you'd start in the east coast i guess for because of the timing and then you go all the way across the west coast and it was horrible we it was we i worked on i think it was floor 18 under fluorescent lights sat in a cubicle for like eight hours and did surveys (laughs) and at some points i was just like couldn't handle it anymore so I sat there and I wrote this song about like being dreaming like just dreaming and like you know this perfect pretty little song and um finally when I got to um to Newfoundland I I we recorded it and I think I have that somewhere I don't know but anyway um and we might have I might have written a couple of songs with the band that we played with that year but uh it was called Winter Julia the name of the band which I love to this day um, and we did a few covers, but we did some originals, but I, they, they're gone. They're, those are long gone. I don't even remember any of them. So Is that right? And yeah. they're not documented anywhere? No, I don't think so. Well, and yeah. it's kind of that yeah. thing where you have to work through body work to then become, go from good to great, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like, uh-huh. yeah. you, you kind of write for the trash in a way where it's just, you assume everything will end up. Fuck, sorry about the fly. It's, it's so okay. Annoying. There's one fly. It's all it's right. One fly is super she annoying. She's picky. Oh my god, he hasn't even landed on me yet. <laughs> Maybe Thanks. so for the, the warning, though. <laughs> so, oh shit, what was that? Um, fly spit. So from Newfoundland, where do you go? You come back home? After no, I go to Ireland for almost three years. What? No I know. Way. I lived on the west coast of Ireland, just north of Galway City. What? How? How? Um, I was, well, living in Newfoundland, I had my roommates and, um, they were doing this 
there was this thing happening in Newfoundland where they were sending Newfoundlanders over to Ireland with work permits for a year. And basically, you know, giving them a taste of sort of where the roots came from. Mm-hmm. And it was, I forget what it was called, the, the exchange. It wasn't an exchange because nobody came back here or to there, but to Newfoundland. And I was like, well, I want to do that too. So we organized it and uh, six of us went over to work at this hotel. And um, all five of them left the hotel within two weeks. And I had, because they had paid for our tickets, the hotel, to get there. And I thought, well, at least I'll pay the ticket off first before I leave, right? Mm. But then I fell in love with an Irishman (laughs) who lived out there in the middle of nowhere where I was living. And uh, for a couple years, we we had, you know, we did that. And then I realized that wasn't going anywhere. And um, sometimes religion gets in the way, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And uh, he never let go of the curling rock. And And he's uh, Catholic? Yeah. Irish Catholic? Big time, big time, yeah. And, and how did that? But how did that get in the way? Uh, his parents didn't really ever accept me, you know, because right. I wasn't. His dad did, but his mom didn't, and you know, moms are the boss. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> especially religious just kind moms. of fell apart, sort of. You know, right. that was it. So, and I was young, right? Yeah. So we were like uh, twenty, twenty-six, twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met somebody there, and uh, it was kind of like a, a rebound. But we're still friends after all this all, all this time, yeah. so that's great. Actually, he he owns a venue in Ireland, and I was just there playing at it in no July. Wow, so full yeah, circle. so yeah, wow, yeah. That's and he's cool. got three kids now, and yeah, um, playing in his bar, and it's just so funny seeing all these familiar faces, and they're singing along, and it was just great. Wow, that, does that hit you at any point? Yeah, like when you're, you're on stage, it hits you. Are you able you. to be present no, like that and really... And just swallow that lump that happens because, yeah. you know, it's emotional and stuff like that. Like, I had about eight girls were arm in arm, like, singing, whoa, 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 oh, oh, a part of my song, you know, right, like a yeah. sing-along part of my song. I was like, oh, my God, don't lose it, Lindsay, don't lose it. <laughs> and when you do shows up there, is it just you, you and a guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, I just travel on my own with Do you have a guitar. band at all now? Um, I have musicians that I can call upon when, when I need them. Right. Yeah. I just want to Good. Make sure my computer's not, yeah. Good musicians. I know you live out in the country here, and anything could happen. That's right. That's why <laughs> I keep checking. I have lost interviews where oh, it's yeah. like you do you an have hour to start and a half over of just like yeah, magic, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. it's like, oh my god, that's gone. Let's try to f- <laughs> yeah. do that again. So where are you from? What'd you do? <laughs> and you're like, um, I hate this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, Christ. I'm also looking at the juice. Okay, I'm at 9%. Um, Do you not have a battery-powered uh, operated uh, system that you can plug into things? Well, I have a I have a cord. And uh, let me do this, actually. Let me... Uh, l- let's take a quick break. I, I don't... I sometimes do this. Okay, play uh, Two Minds. Okay, Two Minds. And yeah. is that spelled T-W-O? I'm just <laughs> it is T-W-O. Um, Number okay. two, I think. Okay, this is uh, no, number four. Well, it's number two on the CD. I don't know why it's <laughs> oh. number four on the website. Be- and they're off by two because they said for Neve it was number seven and it's number five. Okay, there so. we go. Okay, this is go. track number two. If you own a physical copy of Chameleon. 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 I'm French sometimes. I fuck shit up. <laughs> Chameleon. Chameleon. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Ferguson. Uh, here it is. What a 
about the smile? What about the laugh lines? What about grace? What about divine? What about style? What about art? What about poetry? What about your part? What about the gift? What about giving? What about peace? What about living? What about the crush? What about the pain? What about respect? What about going insane? Talk about the showdown. Talk about faith. Talk about letdown. Talk about race. Talk about creed. Talk about animals. Talk about greed. Talk about the kids. Talk about delight. Talk about worth. Talk about insight. Talk about all. Talk about ease. Talk about the birds. Talk about the. God, that was unbelievable. <laughs> Two Minds by Lindsay Ferguson, my guest today. Thanks. Oh my, who, who was that singing with you? That was Jofo, and he's a hip-hop artist from Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Maritimer. Mm-hmm. That was unbelievable. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, this one actually, that was a fun song to write. Um, it was really hard for me to learn the lyrics, though. For some reason, it just took me forever to get them down. Yeah. Um, and even in the studio, I had the lyrics in front of me. Like, it was crazy. So um, when I was writing that song, I was singing a song. I was singing a gig. I'd been hired to do this gig. And they were like, well, we have a terrace outside, so you're going to sing outside. I hope that's okay. It's going to be um, unplugged, so no no uh, 
microphone or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, it's still, it'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. So, so I get to the gig and the cafe, it turns out to be like on a street in the city and there's a tram line and there's people walking by and da, 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 da. And so I was just like, Oh, so this is what busking feels like. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And, uh, really, uh, maybe people were listening, but I wasn't getting any attention. Um, which is, you know, can be hard at times when you're not prepared for it. But if I know I'm going to go play like some street food festival or something like that, then I know that I'm going to just be ringing out as background music wasn't prepared so I was just like okay well I'm just gonna do this whatever I want and I started writing that song and I just started like jamming on it basically improvising it. improvising on wow. it yeah and so that's where that came from and then um, when I went to my producer at the time for that record who is Brock Zeman who lives in Lanark Ontario um, who actually made most of the music around the songs for me I went in played it sang it on guitar or whatever and he put his like touches on it so he would send them to me the songs when he'd finished what his idea was on the song and that night I was crashing above the Black Sheep Inn actually which is a great music venue in Canada one of Canada's top 10 music venues which happens to be in Wakefield Quebec and I was sleeping up there my friends have an apartment up there and sometimes, you know, you can't make it home as, uh, you know, as you might like to <laughs> in vehicle form. So you just call up your friends and say, oh, I'm going to sleep at your place. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I was up there and I got a message and it was uh, Brock saying, I sent you this. What do you think? I have it in my ears and I'm lying in bed in the Black Sheep Inn upstairs. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God, it sounds so cool. Oh, gosh. Like, I just loved it. And. And I thought to myself, gosh, you know, this needs a rap verse. This needs a hip hop verse. It needs something different, you know, to shock people kind of. And um, so I asked Jofo if he would sing on it. And he said, yes. So when he sent, when that producer sent me Jofo's part, you were doing something at this part in the song. But right at the beginning, right before he starts to sing, in between a couple of my notes, he goes, yeah. Little Just hyping. like that. Just like, yeah. A, yeah. And, and I was like, what was that? <laughs> you know, the first time I heard it, right? I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, Whoop! And then he comes in with his, uh, his, uh, his, his uh, rap verse, um, which I do now yeah. on stage. Is that, and, oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, you so perform I, like, it live. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And it's so much fun like, Fuck, to do it, right? Awesome. I, I make it my own, little, my own little thing, and I get to do a rap verse. It's, it's great. I love, I love singing and uh, uh, um, writing it with a lot of rhythm. Mm-hmm. rhythmic changes and stuff that that kind of keep people wanting to hear it you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. if you do all the same things like the refrains and 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 the verses and all the same way like i like to maybe like sneak in two words where one word goes or something like that totally. so it's so much fun to to do uh to do the to, to sing the rap and so i'm always like yeah guys i'm gonna turn into a bit of a hip-hop artist during this song the folk Lindsay is going away <laughs> do they uh do they do their audiences respond you oh think? yeah like most yeah. of the time like this song actually really gets people to like even though it's got a slow groove people yeah. get up and they and they and i always encourage people to sing along on it because it's just the two words like yeah. whoa yeah so it's really easy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it's not like okay now everybody's saying on this side I want you to go you love me more 
more tonight than you ever did. And the other side has to go, not tonight, it's different or something. It's like, that's too complicated. Like I've, I've been to live shows where they try to organize audiences. Like even to clap sometimes yeah, yeah, is yeah, difficult, yeah. right? So I'm like, okay, guys, it's just two words. Okay, you is that it. the song that the eight, eight girls were yes, like, oh yeah, yes, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Sounds magical. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that when you, if you know you're playing a, like a market or something, you know there's going to be a background mm -hmm. um, uh, noise, you can kind of prepare yourself, or that you will be background noise rather, you can kind mm -hmm. of prepare mm -hmm. yourself. Is that, because I always wonder that, because in comedy, um, it's hard to, uh, you know, if, if you don't have everybody's attention, it's almost impossible. Oh, Outside gigs are horrendous, mm -hmm. almost always. And mm -hmm. but I always thought, shit, if I had an instrument or a guitar, it would make it so much better to to mentally for myself know that at least I'm just background noise, uh, for lack of a better. Term. I can be alone up here. Right. I can be alone and not looked at because I've got my buddy here in my arms. Exactly. And I can just cover up my. But what about when you said like you're what, if you're not prepared for it, like that gig that you went to expect an audience, and here you are on the street. There's trams and people. Yeah. People. How how do you deal with that? Well, you're just like, well, I committed to this, so yeah. the, the only thing I can do is not do it. Do you find sometimes where it's just like work, where you're like, oh shit, you're sweating, your back hurts, and you're like fucking. <laughs> Because in comedy, yeah, that's like it, that. But like as you also know, it never lasts for very long. It's only like forty-five minutes. You're not right. gonna. You're not gonna do. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I never do like more than that. In like a, a three-hour set. set or never. Something. Yeah. No. And if somebody's like, I've I've been, you know, trying to find a gig one time, and they're like, yeah. So the gig goes from um, eight p.m. to midnight, and I'm like, really? Huh. Four <laughs> hours. No, I don't want to yeah. ever hate myself. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. would hate myself after four hours. I'd right. just be like, I hate myself. I hate my fingers right now because they hurt. Yeah. Because <laughs> you play guitar and you press down on hard metal strings. Mm -hmm. And after four hours, your fingers hurt. But um, yeah, no, 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 no. So I, I try to just kind of like limit my, my shows now to like two sets, 40, half an hour to 45 minutes each. And then boom out of there so okay. i know it never lasts for too long right like right. so if, if i know it's horrible and i've just in my head i'm going okay i'll do four more songs and then we'll be done this set then i can go take a breather and then come back and i'm always counting like i'm like okay what, what am i going to do next and how many more songs is left kind of thing. do you dread it in between those sets when their gigs are harder and you're like quote unquote background noise or you're like shit fuck i have to I have go, to go back up again yeah no because again like i said it's always so short like it's not like i have to play right. for next for three hours you know it's like right. 40 minutes it goes by so fast right so you're in ireland and you yeah. meet someone else right and, and then he he happened to be this guy who owns the restaurant or the the, the venue right and um at <clears throat> that point they closed down for january february march mm -hmm. it's just really dead time it's always raining and nobody comes to ireland well if they go to ireland it's not to hang out in the pub there because it's closed so he, so he owned the pub back then when you yeah went, oh wow yeah, okay yeah, oh yeah. cool yeah, his family owns a hotel and right and he ran the pub part of the hotel okay got it and uh so it would close and he's a surfer so he was like going to peru for the three months to you know go hang out with the waves and and uh asked me if i wanted to go and i was like okay all right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then we went down to not. Peru and his true colors came out or I noticed them. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I said, okay, well, you know, uh, I think I'm going to go back to Canada now <laughs> and uh, take my stuff and start my life over. And so I didn't know what I was going to do, but at Christmas time, we would always come to my grandparents who live on the Gatineau river who lived there. 
And um, they and so I knew I was going to their house for Christmas, and I knew I was going to fly to Ottawa, and spend at least a couple weeks there over the holidays. And uh, then my grandparents were like, "Well, you stay with us, like if you want, like we're fi- figure out what you want." It's down at the bottom of Burnett Road. Okay. Um, near La Vallée. Okay. The oh yeah, yeah. There. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so, cool. That's a nice area. And and once upon a time, that was actually considered Wakefield, Quebec. So right. growing up, that was Wakefield to yeah. me. They changed it to Chelsea at some point in time. Um, and so then I, uh, so I got here. And so like, you know, a couple days before New Year's Eve kind of thing. Um, well, six days before New Year's Eve. And so when people say, how long have you been here? I don't say since 2002. I say since 2003, because literally I was like five days off from 2003, and it just makes more sense to me. And Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I moved to Wakefield in 2003, and I got a job pretty much. I'd found out there was an open stage at Cafe 1870, mm-hmm. which was once called Ron's Cafe. And uh, I went down for the open stage, and it happened to fall um, the, the day after New Year's Eve. But at this point, like that place stayed open until six or seven in the morning kind of thing. And I show up with my guitar and they're like, they still had like, well, they probably carried on from the night before, but everybody was just <laughs> rotten, rotten. <laughs> and it was BYOB back then, right? Or something no, like that? No, 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 okay. no. And, uh, and so Ron was like, he always used to bang the ta- the, the bar. He'd be like, so you, you, you were a waitress before. Well, do you want to come manage this place? <laughs> and like, literally I got a job that day. <laughs> pretty much as soon as I moved to, to Wakefield or to, right. to Chelsea and I worked there for a year and that, so on and so on and ended up staying for a long time. What was the open stage like back then? Was it Louis that was uh, Yeah, Louis running was it? running it. Yeah, it was Louis who I met the first time. Was It was Louis and he was like, oh no, we're not doing it tonight. I'm so sorry. You got to come back. Please come back next Wednesday. Like it's going to be awesome and we'd love to have you. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, like he was so welcoming. <laughs> yeah, he, really he was, was just like, and he was so sad because like, I guess I, I had like, I want to play written all over my face. Yeah. But at that point, I still didn't have very many songs. Like, you know, I might have had about yeah probably 15 or 20 but really not very many Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um i because i i worked on it a little bit in ireland but i was working full-time and service industry and and so not a lot of time to write and stuff like that but i had lots of fodder for song let's just put it that way (laughs) the well was full yeah it was full and i just sat at my grandparents dining room table and i just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote when you say you had 15 and 20 songs you mean Originals. Originals. Oh, that's a, to me that sounds seems like a lot. Mm. No? How many would to you be have honest, now? To be honest, I oh a lot. <laughs> yeah, like well over a hundred probably. Is that right? Yeah, no, yeah. But I don't sing them all, and I can't remember a lot of them. And yeah, I have about a hundred or more in my phone right now that haven't even been finished yet. So it's, there's always songs it's a, happening. A constant process. process. And you, well, you have a, you probably use your phone or a pad of paper totally. all the time. Is it the same where you have an idea, you'll record two, three words or send yourself a text message or write a note, just a I couple have a note, trigger words. I have a note section. Right. Note section. And of course, like I, I very rarely sing into my phone um, because it usually happens, like the song usually comes just from playing um my guitar first and and listening to uh melody from the guitar chords and then all of a sudden like it springs into my brain like a melody that goes along with them Mm. and then maybe a a line of words but sometimes I come up with the words like when I wake up in the morning um I wrote a song last week um 
I wrote two songs last week, one on Thursday and one on Friday. And I woke up in the morning on Thursday and I, the, the line that was out in my head was standing at the corner of Love Street and Lost Avenue. Hmm. And somebody had challenged me to write some country songs. And so I guess it was just like in my brain. I was like, I got to write it. Standing in the corner of Love Street and Lost Avenue. Yeah, yeah that's it. pretty much how it goes, actually. <laughs> yeah. How did you, how did you know? Standing at the corner of Love Street and Lost Avenue. Yeah, there it's got that country twang to it. I just put that How did you meet Roger? Was he why was he here? Roger was because um, Wakefield used to have it's closed down now, but it used to have a language school. Okay, and so they would you could learn English, Spanish, French, German, and uh, Roger is very much a country boy, and um, he was coming to Canada to learn how to build log homes. And uh, he had to take some English first because he wanted to understand the teachers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he kind of googled like schools around the log home building company um which was really far in the middle of nowhere between like perth and carlton place in the backwoods so he somehow found wakefield which Crazy. is a, literally an hour and 20 minutes away from his um his uh school because i drove there so much <laughs> i know it was an hour and 20 minutes and um and he found wakefield and so he lived here for six weeks and uh learned english and learned Lindsay. Learn Lindsay. A little bit. A <laughs> <laughs> little hands-on learning. Yeah. Uh, and now you're, you're, I mean, everybody's here, your family, your mother's here, your brother's here. How did they, how did, like, your mom, what, did they come for your grandparents? Or, like, yeah, well, you know, it's funny because um, part of my memories of childhood, like, mom telling stories and stuff, like, oh, I had my very first beer at Brennan's Hill. Right. So you'd like be driving down the, the line and you'd yeah. be passing Brennan's Hill and yeah. you'd see the bar and you'd be like, that's where my mom used to drink when she was a kid. At uh, the Riviera or the, uh, the valley. No, uh, no, like towards, like, uh, towards low. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, so my grandparents, her mom, my grandmother's mom and father moved to, uh, Ottawa from, um, from Germany and they wanted a little summer, summer cabin. So they found a little, they, she said they were driving down the highway in their little putt-putt car or whatever, not horses, and she saw this little path that led down the woods, and she was like, let's stop here and wander down there. And uh, so it would be like the Highway 105, mm-hmm. right? And um, she walked down, and she stood at the bottom of the hill on this patch of forest on the water, and she was like, this is it. So they built a one-room cottage. Wow. Um, and then my grandparents, my mother, my grandmother was, uh, offered the, the cottage. And so, uh, they winterized it in the early seventies and we've just been going there at Christmases. And my mm-hmm. mom grew up there at the cottage, like, you know, swimming in the water and being a kid and stuff. And, um, I, in fact, they used to hop on the train into Ottawa, uh, from there back when the train would run like, you know, a couple times a day and mm-hmm. stuff. And that's where she met my dad. They were waiting for the train. Uh, to go into Ottawa because dad had rented a cottage with his buddies beside no my mom's cottage. Well, no way. <laughs> yep. So, wow. um, yeah. So really it's been in the history of, of my life, my whole life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. This area. Yeah. And, um, and then Jeff moved here, my brother, and then my stepbrother Dylan moved here. And then, um, so my mom's sisters live in the area and then we have extended cos- cousins that live in the area. And then it was only natural that mom came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and she's got a place here in the at the yeah. condos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good. Well, that's great. I could talk to you forever. I we could. And um, so how long are you in town for? I'm just here now for till the end of September. Really. Okay. Yeah, and then and going then you back, go back over. You coming Christmas or next summer? Or I don't know when. Yeah. We don't know when. Like like I said, we're gonna take a big road trip. 
and uh, go up to to the to Scotland. Well, you know, one of the people that you might want to interview, who's a really interesting character, is Dougal. Do you know Dougal? I don't know Dougal, Dougal. Rattray. No, he's our Scots Scotchman <laughs> from. Uh, the area he lives he's he's a chimney sweep or really? yeah he's a chimney sweep but he used to be a sheep farmer in Scotland and he plays the bagpipes and he's just one of the most interesting guys like he he'll probably turn it around and interview you <laughs> like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. this kind of guy that is so full of questions and just a great person and anybody um, who knows Dougal knows you know he's spot on so he's he's a good friend of ours and uh, he's gonna go back and he was like you guys should come to Scotland and visit should visit that's not his accent doesn't sound like that at all actually but, uh, sounds, i don't know about his specifically <laughs> that's not his accent <laughs> but and so we were like yeah okay let's do that so we've got a base now we've got one place to go and so we'll, i'm going to try and well i'm going to book a tour up to there so it's going to be awesome how do you book tours are there you just approach venues and go this is who i am yeah. this is what i do yeah and, and and most of that stuff just gets ignored Right. Yeah. So once in a while, somebody says, yeah, okay, let's do it. And then you don't know where you're going. You have yeah. no idea. And you just hope that it's going to be good. Is it door deals or did they pay you? Like uh, sometimes they pay. Right. Sometimes they pass the hat. A lot of pass the hat, actually, yeah. in, in Switzerland as well, which is great because, you know, um, it's fine. I mean, people are pretty generous, like, mm-hmm. especially if you've got your, if you've been working hard and you've been really working at it and stuff like that and you're totally. doing a good job, then people can see that, you know, that you're serious and. Well, would you like to play us out, Lindsay Ferguson? Well, all right then. All right then. I don't Come know visit. what that is either. Come visit. Come visit anytime. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to play you guys one of those songs I wrote last week. And it's probably yeah. oh, it's probably not a good idea because it's not. I haven't figured it out. And I know one of my girlfriends will be like, Lindsay, you don't play a brand new song until you have it all worked out. This song is called We Got This. You don't know when your time's gonna come Don't time go by so fast Flies on by in the blink of an eye Won't ever be able to grasp We push on, pull on, carry on through Stretch out an inch to a mile we take what we're given and we raise it up Then we serve it all up with a smile Don't know Stay wide awake until life has other plans Don't know
Wow. Oh my God. That was unbelievable. <laughs> That's new? Yeah, I wrote that on the 1st of September. Wow. Holy shit. What's the name of that song? We got this. We got this. I like the uh, the whistling solo in the middle. <laughs> I usually do that uh, double double time, but I just, like I said, I don't know the song really well yet. So. What do you mean double time? Like, I, I do it like again faster? for another, oh, right, right, a, right. a whole other lengthy, uh, a couple of few bars. Yeah. Do you ever under pressure? Are are you ever under pressure not able to whistle? Yeah, you know like when a, someone makes you laugh or whatever, and you oh, can't. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, know. like when I'm on stage, sometimes my hair gets in my mouth oh, yeah, when yeah. I whistle, and I'm like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" Because I can't wipe it away, yeah. and I can just get a little bit of whistle out. But you know, that's just part of the reality of live right. performance, right? So I, I can't get caught up in in that at all. But I used to, but I don't anymore. It's like, oh yeah, well, mistakes happen, everybody. They do, yeah. and uh, wow! Do you want to do another? How are you feeling? If you have time, and you we've want got me time. To. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah! If you want. All right. To, well, okay. I'll do that other song I was telling you guys about. How I played. How I wrote two last week. So two you guys new are getting ones. Brand new songs. Exclusive. Why naughty? Why naughty? Yeah. So I was challenged to do this uh, country, a uh, couple country songs, and I just thought I'll do it. Okay, why not? I'm just gonna fix my jacket there because the button there is gonna drive me nuts. Getting a little percussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 oh. You do pick a button. There you go. Okay. I should preclude this when you want to say something beforehand. Preface. Preface this with uh, I'm in a really great relationship with my husband. Okay, this is not a true story. <laughs> Might have been the wine 
I might have crossed the line The point of no return Maybe I was just a little bit misunderstood You might have been exactly what I needed Well now it's only water flowing under some bridge I'm done crying over your face Crying over your hands Done crying over your voice Whispering sweet nothings Done crying over your arms Wrapped around my shoulders Done crying over the fact that we are your face oh my god i actually forgot we were doing a podcast and felt like i was just at your show and i was like oh my god i hope it transforms well into this uh, radio interview it's going to you're so talented it's crazy oh my god it's upsetting in a way i I don't know why because i'm a secret (laughs) nobody knows yet What the hell was that? I, I completely was just completely not here. <laughs> oh, good. That's yeah. that's I love doing that to people. Oh my god! It's like when you screw with people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because you do that when yeah, you're on stage. You sometimes do screw you don't with mean people. to, but right. it's just emotion. You it's screwed all with emotion. me. Emotion. Yeah. Holy shit! Well, when you make me laugh and stuff comes out of my nose, you <laughs> screw with me. So, come on, right? Well, it's like so. So what I do with with. Uh, my musical guest i've i've had a lot this week but over the years i've interviewed people i always get them to play in studio and then throughout other episodes like how we took a musical break Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if i'm interviewing a non-musician which Mm -hmm. happens a lot Mm -hmm. and we take a break i'll play like one of your songs but also every so often i'll play uh, um, lemon press sessions i did one where I, I took all of the live performances in studio and put them just in one episode without my dumb voice just like like a live in studio album and i'm gonna do it again but what i preface those episodes with is how lucky i am like i'm two feet away from you and people would pay like big money for for maybe one day julian (laughs) maybe one day if you have a lot of money and you're listening to this give all of your money to Lindsay ferguson okay (laughs) let's let's make it happen let's make that country album Let's make it. That was so damn good. Oh, my God. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks for having me. Like I said, uh, I could talk to you forever. we got to go for the clothes. Thank you for, for playing. And, and For the jacket or the shirt or? Everything. The clothes. Oh. Oh. I'm that sorry. Was a Jeffrey, had that was a Jeffrey joke. <laughs> that was a Jeffrey. Well, when you're raised with a brother yeah. like mine, okay, you're going to say silly things sometimes. What's up? How long has it been there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to do the podcast. Good. I think maybe tomorrow. All right, cool. Lindsay Ferguson, uh, where can people find you? Uh, LindsayFerguson.com for starters. You can listen to all three of my full-length records on my website if you want. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Lindsay Ferguson Music. Uh, website, or... Er, Facebook, Lindsay Ferguson, and uh, Instagram, Linsferg. Linsferg. I should have done Lindsay Ferguson, but I did Linsferg. I don't know why. L-I-N-Z-F-E-R-G. And uh, yeah, that's, I guess, you'll figure out. We'll figure it out. A-Y. A-Y. Yeah, A-Y. A-Y. 
<laughs> you were spelling, I thought there was like an expression like A-Y. A-Y. <laughs> no, that's the spelling of your name, yeah. right? Lindsay A-Y. Oh my God. Am I red right now? Yeah, no, oh, just the, right. just your beard. Uh, it is very red. It's, it's weird. Beautiful. All beautiful. right. Thanks a lot and watch Thank your Thank you for head. having me. My pleasure. You're the best. Oh, you are. Watch your head. It's such a beautiful waste of time. A waste of time. A beautiful waste of time. And there it is, another one in the books. Wakefield Sessions. This is happening. This is this is uh, good, right? I've got killer episodes coming at you all week. Tomorrow, Jeffrey Ferguson. Uh, Wednesday, we've got uh, Paul Hamsey. We've got Jill Rick. We've got Phil Jenkins. This is a good one. This is a good. This is a good week. And uh, thanks for listening. Once again, spread the word, share this thing, rate it. If you're on iTunes, if you're listening to this on your iPhone, iPad, iPod, MacBook, subscribe on iTunes and share it and rate it. And uh, that helps bump things up for me. Okay, thanks, Wakefield. Appreciate it. Thank you, world. Thank you, listeners all over the place. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Monday to Friday, for the next, well, three weeks left. And then we go back to Tuesdays and Fridays. Or we might continue. You never know. Depending on, this is all going to rest on you. So anyway, thanks again for listening. Thanks for being you. You do you. And as always, watch your head. Waste of time.